Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. Apologies in advance, this audio might be very whack and different, but it's a good thing because we have a very special episode today. One of my really good friends from college is joining us on the pod. We're going to talk through some of our favorite topics to discuss off the pod, such as personal growth, navigating life in your 20s, post-college life, kind of anything and everything that we want to. And we're going to bring you guys along for the combo just to have a one-on-one candid conversation. So Erin, hello. Welcome to Typically Peachy. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Emma. Thank you for having me. Of course. How are you doing? I feel like I haven't talked to you in so long. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Aaron is based in LA currently for all the listeners out there. So we don't get to hang out as much as we would like to, but you know, that's why Zoom conversation podcast, that's why they exist. So that's why Aaron's here today, just to have a conversation about all the things that we can't talk about on the day to day anymore. Aaron decided to go to the lousy Midwest. No, 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 no. We love the Midwest. (laughs) You haven't even spent time in the Midwest. That's why you don't like the Midwest. Yeah, I've never been anywhere besides the west and east coast so yeah i really don't know what i'm talking about yeah Um, west and east coast that's it huh would you travel anywhere else would you live anywhere else um like in the states i'd only want to live in like east or west coast that's only because i haven't been to anywhere else and like ignorance is bliss i don't know what's out there so we'll see outside of um the u.s i've lived in asia so i would live there for sure a lot of my developmental years were there, so I have uh, fond memories. Cool, cool, cool. You wouldn't move to Chicago? Uh, One of you your best what? friends is moving there. I just, I'm a weather depression person, so. Oh, that's fair. A lot of yeah, people are. If it's cold there, you know, which it usually is, or really hot, like, I don't know if I could deal with it. I feel like it's all about how you grew up. Like I grew up with seasons. You grew up with none. So Yeah, I I grew up in Hong Kong and India for a little bit. So I'm used to those tropical climates where it's like humid and hot and you know, you're walking around feeling sticky, but I never had to deal with cold weather at all. Like the coldest I've been through is just living in the bay. And the bay is nothing compared to like what you've experienced. Yeah, no, absolutely not. That's what I missed when I lived in LA. Like, I feel like if it's summer all year round, I just have the same mindset for the entire year. Yeah, that that makes sense. Like, I'm actually really considering moving to New York. When we come back to LA after like our little stint in New York, if it happens, like we'll be so much more appreciative of the weather and just like how nice it is all the time here. Yeah. So I definitely understand that. I mean, okay, so speaking of that, you just went to New York recently, so that's what you're doing in this post-college life. You're just traveling the world, having the time of your life. (laughs) Are you working? I've gone since, like, (laughs) like 2018. (laughs) What else are you doing? What does your life look like now? Tell the listeners, what does post-grad life look like? Obviously, it's super different considering that we kind of, as soon as we graduated, we had a short amount of time and then the world shut down. But like, what does it look like for you? Are you working? What are you doing? What are your pastimes like right now? 
Yeah, um, I'm working full time. Um, it's been it's been chill. Like I like working from home. I just you know sometimes like I like to be around coworkers and stuff, but. I don't know. It's just sometimes it's too lax. Like, I feel like I can wake up and just start working. And I kind of liked like my morning routine when I actually had to go into the office. Mm -hmm. um, even though sometimes I was more tired and stuff, it just like felt like I was more prepared for the day. Um, and obviously, I've gotten used to like, how to manage my time in the morning and stuff. And it's gotten better. But still doesn't seem the same. Like, I don't, if I don't want to, like, I don't need to dress up and look good like on zoom, you know, I just need a shower and like look presentable, but yeah, I feel like sometimes when you're like going to the office, it was almost like going into like class, you know, you want to look good. You want to like flex a little bit of your fits. So <laughs> no, it's so that. true. I feel, I mean, you know this, but like I care about fashion so much and in quarantine or in even like this post-quarantine world, I just haven't cared at all. Like, I feel like I've just been so lax. Like I haven't done anything different. It's like sweatshirts every single day. It's mm -hmm. kind of sad. Like that was something that was a hobby. Like I know it's a hobby for you too. And I feel like that's just eliminated now that we have nowhere concrete to go. Yeah. It's been great though. In the, in the sense that I have not spent a lot of money on clothes True. besides shoes. Like, that's about it. Yeah, so our bank accounts are thanking us. They're thanking us. Well, the New York <laughs> trip was not thanking me. But besides that, like, I've been pretty good financially. Yeah. Do you feel like wealth management is hard right now in your 20s? I find myself feeling I should really be saving the most right now or getting into investing or all of these different things. Because that's what people say. Your 20s are for that. If you do it young, it's going to help you so much out in the long run. But also there's this independence of just being able to do whatever you want to do. You're your own person. You're only paying for your own expenses. Part of you just kind of wants to ball out. Like, does that happen to you? Yeah, like it's definitely a mix. Like I don't want to be focusing on individual stocks and stuff and like watching them and seeing how they're doing. Like that takes too much effort and time. And like I rather just be like, yeah, I'm going to just spend what I make and uh, enjoy my life and not be worried about too many different things happening at once. I feel like it's good to have both perspectives, like a little bit in your life, just, you know, one way or the other, don't let one thing guide you too far one way. Yeah. And I'm honestly, I'm just spending a lot of money on like drinks out because buying people drinks is just expensive. It's just a lot. And then dinners, it's just food and drinks like honestly <laughs> so, like that's keeping me down I mean, you know what being social is expensive yeah it is it's it's a hard life for sure what's been easy in your life what are some of the good things happening for you right now I think I'm just like I mean I guess this is for a lot of us but I'm just getting to know myself more like I know in college and like even my first year of work I was just always around people and like needed them to be I don't know happy and engaged and like I didn't have a lot of time for personal growth and like I feel like now that I've just been like alone most of the time I've just been comfortable and happy with like kind of just enjoying myself and getting to know myself so 
um it's not always fun or easy but like there's like definitely days now that I just like want to be alone I don't want to like talk to people or like that just wasn't the case before I'd always want to hang out with people and if I could go out every day I would have done that before but now I like just don't feel that way but I feel the same way sometimes I'm just so content being home now but also that kind of freaks me out because I'm thinking like am I not gonna want to do things again like in this world like I'm not I'm definitely not as social as I once was and I think that's a lot like circumstance of where I am right now like I'm living like in my childhood home right now like waiting to move out like a lot of things I feel like I'm waiting for it to happen like I'm like is this my new normal am I just not gonna want to do anything anymore yeah, I feel you. I, I kind of like treat it like I'm during the week, I'm just saving my energy till I have to like go out during the weekends because I put it, I put my all in the weekends. <laughs> like, I really put my all in the weekends. Like, and I kind of feel the same way. Do you feel like you live those five days for the weekend? Like, I don't want to say that because it's just a different experience. Like, during the five days, obviously, like, work isn't the most fun and like I I don't want to have this like monotonous routine but it's just sometimes it's just like that and like I've grown to like certain aspects of it like I like that I'm about like my meditation like my breathing routine like I'll go to the gym and I focus more on like myself and then during the weekend I'm like chatting up with people um playing basketball with friends like it's just a different experience but I live for both in different ways that's a really great perspective to have because I feel like right now I'm living for my weekends like 100% I think about this every day you're working so hard just so you can get one day closer to the weekend and I feel like I really need to turn that mentality around because it's really again another waiting game like I'm just waiting for something else And it's hard when you feel like you absolutely want to live in the moment. But I don't know. I've talked to a lot of people our age about this. And I just feel like our jobs, a lot of us at least, we're not in our end-all, be-all careers. And obviously that's normal. We're in our 20s still. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also like a little bit stressful when you feel like you've been in this place for so long, even though really we haven't been out of college that long. But after a while, it feels like, a long time when you're doing the same thing day out day in and day out like every single day you know yeah. and it's like how do how do you get closer to things you want to do do you even know what you want to do yeah I I get you too like I I'm kind of I guess in some ways I'm envious of the people that like know exactly what they want to do and they're like going down that path fully and they're super committed but I'm also just like happy being this like jack of all trades learning a lot of little things and just like I don't know I, I don't have a clear vision on what I want to do for my whole life so mm-hmm. I'm just letting letting it come to me and just hopefully at some point I can see it. that doesn't mean that like I have no vision at all or like I I'm not focused in on some cert some craft I just I don't know if I'd like want to be doing exactly what I'm doing I feel like I tell people, I tell people the thing that I I want to be able to believe for myself, which is that every job that I take, I'm learning something to be able to progress me into whatever career I eventually choose to be my lifelong career. And when I tell people that, 
I'm serious and like, I believe it. But then when I'm just contemplating by myself about what I'm doing, it's sometimes a little bit harder for me to believe, but all directions are the right path. That's like what I'm trying. I try to ingrain that in my brain all the time. Like what you're doing now, it doesn't like the what ifs, you have to take the what ifs out of your life. Because if you are thinking of what if I went down this path instead, like it doesn't matter because we're only all going down the right path. You know what I'm saying? Like there Man, is no other direction. That's a fact. Okay. Well, how do you feel like, you know, you've grown since college? Give me a rundown of Aaron different now than Aaron was two years ago. I probably just think through like <laughs> my anger a little differently. Like if I get annoyed or something pisses me off, I try to give myself a few minutes to think about it and respond logically um, and rationally rather than just like off of emotion, um, which is just like, I think a lot of people have have dealt with that too. But um, I, I'm very confrontational. So it's gotten me in more trouble than it has with other people. And I do react off emotion. So uh, I've definitely like gotten a lot better at um, like biting my tongue and then just like not caring as much. And, you know, everything works out the way it needs to work out. Do you so, feel like a part of it is like you're understanding other people's perspectives more? Yeah. And just, yeah, definitely. Like I- I'll give an example, like, I'm not going to name a name. If he listens to it, he'll know who I'm talking about. But um, one of my best friends, we we went out to get drinks with like a few other people. And um, I feel like I got upset at him because he didn't do something for me in the moment, which I like I couldn't do myself. So I was like, if you're really a friend, like you would do this for me, like I want to. I'm, I'm really tired. Like, I want to go home. I don't want to be out anymore. Um, and he, he didn't do that, but I got like, I got really mad. And like, I, I yelled at him like in public in front of other people thinking about it the next day. I was just like, you know, even though I'm really mad because I feel like it was a selfish thing for him to do. Like if he needed something, if he needed help, I feel like I would in a heartbeat help him out in any way but like it hurt me more because he didn't do that and that's why I got upset but then the next day I was like it's still my fault for it's still my fault in a certain sense for how I like reacted so I just texted him that like I I handled the situation pretty poorly but and then I explained like why I was upset in like a a clear way where I'm not like pointing fingers Mm -hmm. um and I think like before I would I wouldn't do that very well. So I'm just learning how to like communicate in a way where I'd also like to be communicated to. So I guess I never thought, I never really like thought about things that way until recently. I think that's like a phenomenal growth thing though. Just understanding that you can really only control the way that you're reacting to things. Like you can explain all that you want to other people But if you're not able to hone in on your own reactions, like figure out a different way to show your emotions to people, like that's the thing that you can control, you know? Yeah. 
Like you can't mm-hmm. control if that person is going to be there for you hundred percent, but you can control how you react to that. And then yeah. it's up to you to decide, you know, like how that conversation goes forward. Like yeah. You telling them that like this upset you the next day, like that's more productive, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's like before, I mean, I remember getting in a fight with him, like sophomore year college. And it's like, we didn't talk for like a week. We'd walk by each other. We lived together too. We'd walk by each other, not say anything, like pretend like we didn't even know we were there. And it's like, it's actually crazy how much that little, like we, we hung out this weekend. We were talking about how we would handle it before and like how we handled it this time. Mm-hmm. Like nothing changed. It's not like we're, the relationship is different or anything. It's the same thing. It's just like, this isn't going to be the last fight I have with him. I'm going to get in another fight with him. Maybe like, within the next month or something but it's like it's the way that we deal with it afterwards and like I don't know how we react that that's makes it just like a stronger relationship in the long run yeah that's that's honestly really awesome I feel like that is a huge part of growing up is learning how to fight differently like it's no longer a fight it's a conversation and it's more about that deeper understanding of the other person and you know like that friendship you're only going to know each other more and more from these confrontations. And it's kind of how you handle it, how you fight with that person, how you get over that. That's going to, you know, either stand the test of time for your guys' relationship or break it. For sure. Yeah. I totally agree. That That's honestly, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> fight better. That's on growth, Aaron. Fight. Yeah. It's not pure physical stature anymore. This no, is a game of intellect. That's right. It really <laughs> is. Like, that's just maturity. Like, being able to talk through problems. I think about that with even my family. Like, you know, you think about how immature sometimes you are with the people that are closest to you. Just because yeah. you can be. And I think that happens a lot with really close friendships, really close relationships. People yeah. take for granted that they're always going to be there. And then you sometimes end up treating them the worst. But it's like, if yeah. you just those are the people that you know the best. So you should theoretically, like, get the most out of it, be the most productive in conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely get that. It's like, people you're closest with, you're going to fight the most with anyways, because yeah. sometimes you just end up hanging out with them the most too. Do you feel like in any way you've, you went through a period where you're like, looking for jobs right during the pandemic and stuff you like yeah. had to get a new job so like in some sense you know did you ever have to work on like your confidence or did you feel like you were confident enough during your interview process or has that grown in any way interviewing for me has always been the most fun part of like a new job <laughs> <laughs> like fully that's that's really because this is a thing I think I prepared myself because even throughout college, I would take so many informational interviews because I genuinely wanted to know about other people's lives, other people's jobs, other people's industries, because I just felt like I was so unknowledgeable about so many different spheres that I'd never even dipped my toes into. Like the career that I'm in now, I don't even know if you call it a career, the job that I'm in right now, (laughs) I didn't know anything about it. Like I didn't know anything about the media landscape and nothing and all of my past experience had been in the editorial world so that was like tried and true that's what I knew that's what I thought that I was going to do 
And then I just started talking to people without having any expectations from it. Like before I was even interviewing, before any of that, I just wanted to get to know people. And to be honest, that's how I now have so many mentors because from that process of just speaking to so many people, I've just kept in touch with them and seen how their career has grown. They've seen how like I've grown throughout my job process. So I feel like every time I've interviewed for a new company, it's felt the exact same way. Like I'm just trying to get to know them and why it's, I hate like saying like, I'm kind of interviewing them, but in a sense I am like, I never want to feel like in a job interview, they're just roasting, not roasting, but they're just Mm -hmm. coming at me with all the questions, you know, like there's something else to gain from there. I value myself as a person and an employee. So I think I have a lot to give. Like, even if I don't know about the space, I feel like there are things that I'm confident that I'm good at. So I feel like any new opportunity that I go into, even if I don't know the vast majority of the job, which of course, there's so many jobs out there where I know nothing about, I still feel like I have, I have the confidence to be able to communicate my strengths. And I feel like that's, that's a thing that I like the most. That doesn't mean though, that like when I get into the job that I love every aspect about it. I just, I love I actually, it's funny that you asked that because I really love the initial phase of that. Like if I could just interview for my whole life, that would be so ideal for me. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's just, I feel like that's just the next step in like preparation. That's a different level of preparation when you're just like, I'm not the only one I'm being interviewed, but you know what? I have like these questions, these follow-ups or the interviewer, like, yeah, that's, that's just a different level of preparation. I feel like. Yeah. It's just about curiosity too. You know, if you're, I think people get so caught up in the fact that it's an interview, that it's an interview that they have something to lose. But I, whenever I walk into an interview or I have an interview over zoom, I'm like, there's nothing but anything for me to gain here. Like if any, if I don't get the job, at least I have a contact now within this company. You know, I think it's just a mindset switch that a lot of people get stuck on the fact that they may not get it. And my mindset is always like, but what if I do? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to think about things. I feel like you have to have, you have to learn how to be more confident throughout like experiences. But with interviews, I kind of I had a different approach. Like you were always confident and excited mm-hmm. and curious during your interviews. Like I had to, since I've gone through more interviews, I've become more confident even in my day-to-day life, like, I feel like I'm the most confident that I've been since, I don't, I don't know, since forever, like, this, like, someone, why do you think that is, I think that I've just been, like, allowed to grow on my own, and, like, had a lot of just time to myself, I have this, like, saying that's, like, make rejection your best friend, if you keep that mindset with everything that you do, you go out, like, you talk to a girl or whatever, and it's like, they don't like you. Okay, that one girl isn't going to ruin my mindset. But if you don't have confidence, then it's just like, it doesn't work at all. No, I think that that's really interesting. Just the fact that you were able to gain confidence out of being by yourself and getting to know yourself more, especially because I feel like a lot of people have had an opposite reaction to the time that they've had to themselves. Like, I feel like a lot of people that I've spoken to now have more social anxiety or they feel way less confident in social situations. 
So I think that's awesome that you were actually able to figure more things out about yourself, like make rejection your best friend, you know? Yeah, I am. Um, something has gotten better about the way I communicate with people, but success rate is definitely up. So Aaron's balling out these days. I'm balling out. I got bachelorette didn't want me and I was just like, <laughs> I don't need them either. I got my own little bachelorette around. Oh my gosh. You guys, me and Melody, a guest that I had on earlier in this pod, she, we both signed Aaron up for the bachelorette and unfortunately he didn't make it on, but you know, he is making his way through the Los Angeles area. So if there are any (laughs) rejected bachelorettes out there, he's available. He's ready to mingle. He's single. Let's shift a little bit about something that I know that we personally both love to talk about, which is the oversaturation of putting yourself out there, all the photos out there, the Instagram world, trying to understand how to navigate it, how it's changing a lot, like what you like or don't like about the social space, being self-aware on the space. I know we've had a lot of conversations about this prior, but let's bring it to the pod, Aaron. Tell me how you feel about Instagram currently. I mean, it's it's like... Obviously, it's entertainment. I spend way too much time on that. But also just like I live in a building where there's a lot of TikTokers and influencers here. So I just realized this today, but I don't know if you've watched Too Hot to Handle. Yeah, I've seen the first season. I haven't seen the second one yet. Okay, so perfect. You know Francesca then? Yeah, I know Francesca. Yeah, so Francesca and Harry like had a stint, I guess, like living in this building. Oh, no way. And I just realized that today on Instagram. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, it just like, I get caught up in just like what I post and like thinking about how to caption something, trying to be like funny here and there. And this was more like back in the day. And then also just like what I post on my story and like who's viewed it and stuff. I realized that that's a problem. Like I realized I shouldn't care about that stuff. This app, in my opinion, should be treated like for fun. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be super serious about everything that's like that you post. And I just know that like a lot of people think way too hard about their aesthetic and like what they're posting and how someone's going to judge them or see them. And it's like, it's not, it's not that serious. Relax. It's not that deep. <laughs> not, not all of us are influencers. If you are, go ahead, like care about what other people think because you have to, but like you got 500 followers and you just graduated from USC, bro. No one cares what you're posting. You can relax. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. I feel, yeah, I feel like how you feel about it. Like, I think that the platform should be for you. I think that that's why I personally love the Instagram for this podcast so much more than my personal Instagram. Like I use it way more because I like that content is for me and like for all you guys listening, like that's, that's what I do it for. And it's more fun. Like I'm actually creative on it. Like I'm taking those pictures. I'm doing like the designs for it. I'm coming up with those captions and that's, it's not like for show where I feel like a personal platform and a personal page tends to turn into that a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. I definitely get that. How do you feel about Instagram giving you the option to hide likes? Do you feel like this will help the situation? Um, wait, so if you hide likes, you can't <laughs> see them. You can't see them yourself or like other people can't see them because I feel like I've clicked Actually on unclear. 
Yeah, that it is unclear. I, <laughs> I don't know how this works. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, here's you the question. You asked question I have no insight on. Here's the question. I don't either. Here's the question. <laughs> would, you, would you rather have everyone hide their likes or would you rather be able to see other people's likes but hide your own likes? Ooh. Or just keep it the way it is. Everyone sees everyone's likes. I think, like, the issue for me is, like, who liked my post or whatever. That's what um, you get fixated on? Yeah, sometimes, not all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm interested in someone, like, I'm going to want them to like my post, right? But, like, mm-hmm. I I don't necessarily think either really matters. I feel like it's kind of hard because there's a whole business side of Instagram. Yeah. Which you know, these influencers, they do have the way that brands work with them is to see their engagement levels. So I guess they can measure that by like the amount of comments that they have. But likes definitely play a huge factor, like sometimes even more than their follower count. So I feel like on that side, it gets kind of tricky. But I do think that like mental health wise, especially for people that you know, get so fixated on the likes or even just, you know, when you have waves of seeing if somebody, a particular person liked your photo, there's something kind of toxic about that, you know, like just waiting by your phone to just see. And then also it goes back to, you're no longer posting for you, right? Like if you care so much about that one person seeing your photo, liking your photo, then you're now posting for somebody else. And then it, it becomes a performative platform again. Yeah, for sure. Just to just to be clear, I don't sit by my phone and wait. <laughs> it's just, it comes up, it's like a little excitement. But um, <laughs> Aaron's, yeah, like, I mean, Aaron's like, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> but like, it's actually kind of funny. Like sometimes some of the drama, like in like basketball or the NBA sphere, is like, oh, this guy liked a, a jersey sw- a jersey swap between like going from this team to that team and like you seeing that like creates like a little bubble of drama you know and it's kind of interesting and fun and I feel like hiding the likes would would like remove that aspect it, it wouldn't be as fun I want to you know what I'm back on I want the likes to be there he's back on likes I'm back yeah, on you know, likes. it's weird because I kind of agree in like the celebrity culture space you know we talk a lot about pop culture entertainment here and in that respect, yeah, like it's entertaining to see these people yeah. go off on each other sometimes. Like, do you see Lamar Odom and Tristan Thompson? I knew you were gonna bring that yeah. up. <laughs> Yo, that was actually that was insane. That was crazy. Okay. And I'm on I'm Team Lamar, but like that. For any was... of you guys, for any of you guys that don't know, they both commented on Khloe Kardashian's picture, and who was it that was going off on the other one? So Lamar was like, he was like hottie with a bunch of like hard eyes and like other Uh things. And then, and then Tristan Thompson comments, God brought you back the first time. Um, And then something, something like, yeah, like don't play with me or something like that. And it's like, this man, (laughs) like Lamar, Lamar, Lamar Odom has been through a lot. He's, he's been through a lot, but that was a, (laughs) that was a crazy comment you know what's crazy about that too is that you then see all the press written up about that and it's insane how much conversation can happen over two people's comments on somebody else's instagram 
Yeah, yeah. And like, like how wild. It's crazy because like you can if you look at how many. So I checked yesterday. I saw the post yesterday and like I saw how many likes like um Lamar Odom got on on the comment. <laughs> you were really for, following this yeah, story. Just just for saying hottie, like just for saying hottie on yeah. someone's post. He yeah. got 130k likes. That's crazy. That's insane. I was I was cool with it. I was team Lamar. I guess I was team Lamar too. Honestly, I don't know anybody that's team Tristan. <laughs> like Yeah, I mean this, Tristan. This man is just cheating on her like I don't know why he's so I don't know. You can't you can't get mad if you're if you're cheating, you know. Yeah, you can't get mad. All right. Well, that's the Instagram saga. I mean, I feel like that's really the only platform that I use. I know all these kids are on TikTok now. I don't know. Do you use TikTok? No, I do not. I'm glad I don't. That would just take up like too much of my time. I do use Twitter yeah. nowadays, but really? Twitter, Twitter's just comedy. It's just so <laughs> funny. Like I started using it after college, which is just like a weird time. But like Landon had been telling me for years to use it. And I was just like, finally got on the got on the train, started using it. Yeah, I don't know. Instagram is really the only one that I use, although I feel like Twitter could be a good platform. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff on Twitter, too. But it's just like a lot of the memes that you see on Instagram just come from Twitter true i love memes yeah i'm a a meme person so i'll have to i have to stick with like with twitter at least okay well what else post-college i mean that's obviously a small one now that you've transitioned to twitter from having not used twitter before but what are some other things that you feel like you've done differently like obviously you've gotten a job you've gotten a new apartment but has anything else really changed in your life do you feel like you are more an adult now? The way I think about things, it's more adult-like. I wouldn't say like all of my behaviors are adult-like. Um, <laughs> I'm still growing and I wouldn't want to be like fully an adult. I like to have a little child side to me. So do you think that people think of you as more of an adult? Like, do you feel like in your work setting, you're seen as an adult? I am the youngest person at my job. So I think I am too. I definitely think they see me as the baby, but it's more like the Luke Skywalker, if I can <laughs> use that analogy. Like, yeah, use it. I'm, Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm just they're they're training me for the ultimate the ultimate day where I where I can step up. You know, Got right it. now I'm just in training. <laughs> I'm just in training and I'm learning and I'm absorbing. I fully feel like I'm never going to feel like an adult. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Why why is that? (laughs) Because everything, I mean, I don't know, this new job that I have, I have a significant more amount of responsibility. And, you know, I know what I'm doing. Like, I feel confident in what I'm doing. But then sometimes I take a step back and I'm like, I just feel like I'm too young to be in a position to make any decisions. And I feel like that feeling has kind of been with me forever. And obviously I'm very young still. So maybe I will outgrow that feeling, but there's just a part of me that almost is like, is somebody going to get it? Like, is somebody going to like catch me in the act? Like I'm not actually an adult. Like I'm just waiting to be caught (laughs) for somebody to be like, you're actually still a child. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like 
a lot of these a lot of these like tiktok influencers are like rich and famous based on like some of like one or two of their decisions they're definitely not adults either so and they're rich and like they did they did something what right business wise so i don't think you necessarily need to be like a full adult to but i guess i guess what i mean is i see i feel like we're in a weird stage where we're not kids anymore we see adults ahead of us and we are cognizant enough and in a point in our life where we can imagine like they're just people like quote unquote adults are just people right they they're just like us they're just a couple years ahead of us so i feel like seeing quote unquote again adults make mistakes or act out in certain ways that you could see as immature those things that i'm more aware of now I see and I'm like, okay, they're, they're just like us. Like they're just figuring out life at their own age. Yeah. You know, like somebody that's newly 55, like they've never been 55 before. Yeah. Just like us, like this next year, we're going to be turning 25. We've never been 25 before. Like everyone is just growing into the new age that they're in. And I feel like that's why I'm never going to feel like I'm fully an adult because I can't imagine people at that age fully feel like adults themselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I mean, we're just realizing like when we step into these age brackets and like you see people that were older than us, like you realize you see their mistakes and like you understand them more just because you're of that age bracket now four you were just too young to really understand and that's going to continue to happen like like you're saying like someone that hasn't been 55 before when they turn 55 like they'll learn something new they'll learn how to like be in life in that moment but I don't know what that's going to be like until I hit that time and then then we'll realize a lot more then we'll realize the true meaning of adulthood Aaron lastly on this pod we're going to do like five, six rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Favorite song at the moment. Ooh. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. This is a rapid fire. (laughs) Oh shit. Like I have to give you an answer like right now. Yes. Give me an answer. I'm not ready. You have to be. It's rapid fire. (sighs) Just pick a song. I know you really care about your music tastes. So that's yeah, I know. You, just I know. give me, honestly, wait. Just give me like 20 seconds. Okay, wait. <laughs> I'll wait. Yeah, just 20 seconds because it's between two, all right? So I'm okay. having this phase with like Grime, like uh, UK Grime. Like and, Elon Musk's wife? Uh, or is that Grimes? No, that's... That's Grimes, yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm really liking Grime right now. So Clash by Dave and Stormzy has been has been uh, recently played. And Taste by Snow Allegra. Shout out my girl Snow. She put out a great album. That's top tier. Top two, but not two. Wow. High <laughs> regard for Snow. Yeah, I just love her too. She's kind of beautiful. a cool name. Yeah. Okay, next. Favorite pastime? Uh, hooping, for sure. Hooping. How he says hooping. (laughs) He's too cool for us. (laughs) Okay, your next trip. Oh, um, I might go to London in August. No way. My sister was just there. Yeah, still deciding. 
Cool. Okay. Favorite part of college? Uh, just being around like everyone just in like a one mile radius. Oh, absolutely. And tailgates. Yeah, of course. That's what Mel said too. Yeah. Favorite part post-college? Ooh, financial freedom, I guess, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most adult thing you've done? Started to pay off my student loans. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Me too. Okay, you already kind of said this one, but what's the motto that you've been living with right now? Make rejection your best friend. You that's heard? right. Say <laughs> it for the people in the back. Uh, yeah, that's what I live by right now. Okay, best advice you've ever been given? I've been given a lot of good advice. I can't pick one. I think that, I think honestly, like, that's what my cousin told me, like, my cousin from London told me like to make rejection your best friend. And that's honestly like what I think about almost like every day and everything that I do, like you can, you can kind of shape shift that to anything that you're about to be doing. I I sometimes get scared. Like when I'm going into like business meetings and stuff and I have to present. So that's been super helpful. It's like, what's going to happen in the end? Nothing like just be confident and just go in, you know what you're talking about. So. Perfect last response. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Aaron, so much for being on the pod today. We loved this candid conversation. At least I did. I feel like we've gotten to catch up a little bit. And I feel like we haven't been able to talk in a long time. So this is fun for me. You are welcome to come back anytime to Typically Peachy. I know the listeners are going to love this one. So thanks for coming. Facts. Don't be a stranger. Reach out sometimes. I'm, I'm tired of the FaceTimes like one <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, Eric, he wants me all the way back to L.A. I'm saying everyone moved to Chicago. I think everyone should just be moving to where I'm moving. I'm trying to move to a ton of different locations. So, you know, just <laughs> make yourself available. Thank you guys all for listening. Have a great rest of your week. And Aaron, do you want to say it with me the final line of this podcast? And yeah. don't yeah. forget... To stay PG, my friends.